Hello and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly on the wall style podcast about WordPress, business and life. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plug-in author and works for Delicious Brains. And Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pressing Matters. Ian, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Jack. Uh, nice to talk to you again. We are in second week of UK lockdown, which is very trying, I, I'd imagine, for everybody involved. But yeah, it's it's fun and games working at home at the moment with the whole family, uh, basically around. Um, and well, I'm again jealous of your garden office. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, all right, thanks. Yeah, um, I've had a bit of a cold this week, um, and if it, if it wasn't for the fact that this thing is kind of around. I wouldn't think anything of it because I've had the same cold like three or four times this year already. Um, but otherwise, I'm fine. We're fine. And uh, yeah, it's still kind of work and life as, as normal more or less at the moment. But yeah, I am I am fortunate to have the, the office. It is, it is helpful uh, when you've got sort of, you know, uh, a house full of people um, and stuff because you have to. But, um, but never mind. It's all, it's all good. Um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, all good. So um, we actually have a guest on the show today. Um, we're talking to Jared Novak uh, from Timber. Uh, Jared, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I mean, uh, in the similar boat as you two, uh, we are in lockdown here in the States, um, but trying to make the best of it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely showing sort of the spirit of people just trying to like make the most out of the, the tough times. But yeah, thanks for coming on, Jared. And um, we we wanted to speak to you, obviously, after we had an episode a few few episodes back where we were speaking to Mark Wilkinson, who's a UK developer working for an agency, uh, and he was obviously having some tricky times with a, a WordPress install that had Timber, um, uh, which was built using Timber, should I say? And I, I think we we started the conversation with perhaps uh, a view of talking about his alternate ways of using it, but actually it turned out he was having some real problems integrating a plugin into the site that was built with Timber. Um, so we thought it'd be really good to talk to you um, because I, I, I'm never, I'm not doing client work at the moment and any websites I build, I'm just using the same old way I used to do it, which is the way I know, but I'm aware of Timber and I've kind of played with it slightly in the past. And I know Jack um, is, is not a timber user either so yeah in 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 that call or that episode it was very much uh we're not very expert people talking about something that we don't understand so why not go straight to the horse's mouth and come and talk to you so yeah thanks for coming on again and i guess could you tell us a little bit about what timber is yeah, I'd love to, and thanks so much for uh, uh, accepting the invite um, to respond and, and talk about some of the things that I think that episode missed. Um, so Timber is a template library. Um, it connects two things that exist that people love, obviously WordPress, and then Twig, which is the dominant PHP template system. Twig is used in Drupal, it's used in Craft, um, so what I wanted to do years and years ago was be like, wow, I'm, I'm using this thing or using these template languages in JavaScript and other places, bring that into WordPress. And I was kind of surprised at the time that uh, something like this didn't really exist uh, for WordPress specifically. Um, there's, you saw little kind of bits of people trying stuff, putting it out, didn't get very far. 
Um, and I kind of looked at that stuff and I was like, oh man, people have tried and failed. You know, why should I bother? And I was like, well, wait a second. Maybe you should do this. Um, so that was back in like 20, um, beginning of 2013. Um, and since then, I've kind of been building it bit by bit um, to make the experience easier um, and make the overall kind of package more cohesive. Um, so what it does is it allows you to use, I realize I skipped over what a template language is, um, but a template language is a way of simplifying the HTML that you might write in WordPress. So instead of writing PHP with all its crazy kind of question marks and uh, brackets and things like that, um, you can write something that looks much more like HTML and then go through and start inserting different template tags. At the simplest, those template tags can be the output of a variable, you know, the title of a post, for example. But you can also include some really simple logic like if else statements, loops, etc. And what I find it does is helps to really simplify and separate your code. So at one level, you're working with something that looks much more like HTML. Um, and separate from that can be all of the WordPressy PHP logic. Um, and having that separation, um, we found that especially when you are working with teams where you have some specialists, some people who are specializing in more of the back end and how it all connects to the CMS and others who specialize in the HTML and CSS and JavaScript, having that separation can be really powerful. Um, so that's what it does for WordPress. And we found that it's um, a fantastic tool to really help kind of larger scale sites um, uh, continue on. Nice, thanks for that. that. That is good and it does sort of answer a lot of the questions that I think we maybe touched on and also missed, as you said. And it's like to me, because I've spoken to people who work for agencies that have you know, multiple developers, the front-end developers, the back-end developers, the people dealing with the, the database side of stuff. And, and it's a great, they do love it because the front-end developer can just you know, mess around in the Twig templates with the HTML and do the CSS and all the sort of the front end um, coding and not have to worry about getting the data that the template needs, like somebody else can present that. Because, um, I, yeah, I notice you've got rare loop on your agency, uh, list of agency or, you know, firms that are experts with Timber and rare loop are sort of local to me. I've met Adam from that before and he's the guy behind Lumberjack. Which is yeah, like exactly. Uh, his team has been able to take Timber and say, well, wait a second, you know, you guys are doing a really good job of connecting Twig and WordPress. Um, what if we went beyond even what WordPress can do? Um, and Lumberjack and, and the stuff that he's been working on almost turns it into something that looks more like Laravel. So he's shown me some really intense things that he's doing um, with kind of the, the data structure so that they're building, I think, some really complicated web applications that again you would normally see in a big kind of like loose framework like ruby on rails or laravel but he's doing it with wordpress so timber kind of serves as like a lower layer to connect twig and wordpress and then he's kind of going beyond that which is just like the coolest thing to see that someone isn't just using this tool to make another website they're using this tool to make another framework that is then making other sites and applications i think that's that's awesome yeah and just talking about that would you um would you describe timber as an mvc approach to wordpress is that how you see it because it's that separation of of concerns i guess 
Absolutely. Um, I'd say it promotes MVC. It doesn't force you into anything. So if you're someone who is very comfortable with kind of the general WordPress structure and to say, well, I just want one more layer to do um, uh, the templating, it's fine with that. But yeah, MVC is definitely the methodology that I sort of like understood the best. So when I started using WordPress, it always felt a little funny to me, the way that this kind of like event-driven architecture um, forces you to think never sat right. Um, so I always found myself trying to do little MVC things on the side, uh, even though uh, WordPress uh, doesn't really love it when you do it that way. Um, but with Timber and a lot of what I've been doing and working with uh, a really fantastic um, contributor team over the last few years to do is further find those places that WordPress um, is giving resistance and turn it into more of an MVC type thing. Um, and we've got some fantastic things in the work that, uh, sorry, we've got some fantastic things in the works here that really help further that even more um, so that it feels much more like a application framework, um, but still built upon the WordPress you know and love. Nice. That sounds, that does sound in intriguing for the future then. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in with another question, Jack, before I mm. guess you can get started. Um, are you full time on Timber, or or is it kind of your tool that you use in your day to day work? Like, are you working for an agency, or? Yeah, so I own an agency called Upstatement here in the states, um, and we have forty two people um, who you know make apps and websites in a variety of technologies. When we do WordPress. Uh, we often doing, do it with Timber, but not always. Our engineering team is very keen on figuring out, okay, what is the best tool for the job? Not to become a place that just looks at the world and just sees Timber opportunities everywhere. Yeah. Um, so we use it. I'd say there's always one project, at, the, at least one project at the agency going on where we're using it. And we really find that when we are then delivering it to clients um, who probably aren't as familiar with WordPress as we might be, you know, the reason that they've hired an outside consultant is because, hey, you know, they manage a marketing, a large marketing group or a technology group. Their engineers might be kind of like more multifaceted where, oh yeah, they know JavaScript, they know Java, they know C, they know PHP, they know uh, .NET, they know a bunch of things, but probably aren't WordPress experts. Again, if they were, they probably wouldn't have hired us. So when they get what we deliver and, you know, they're used to hearing about WordPress code as some sort of like crazy jungle and they see it and we're able to walk through, oh, here's your theme folder. You know, we've got these PHP files that kind of like organize the data and we've got the, H or the twig file that displays the markup. They see that and boom, it looks very familiar to things that they are used to. Um, so we find it is really helpful when you're trying to deliver stuff to kind of these more diverse teams as opposed to delivering things to another WordPress agency because so often then, and I think this isn't just true with Timber, but with other stuff, WordPress agency A does things in a certain WordPress way and then WordPress agency B does things in a, you know their own way and, and sometimes uh, it's even a harder translation in those circumstances. Yeah, yeah I, and I think I that's completely the... agree with that. Sorry. Sorry, Jack, you go. I, I was just going to say from my experience as well, because most of the time I, you know, I, I build WordPress themes and work with other agencies and things like that. Um, they, that is absolutely right. And you'll have, you know, a, a WordPress site with a theme and the next agency tries to unpick it and they can't, so they end up rebuilding it. So it sounds like Timber would actually be quite a nice go-between where it almost, because it kind of, 
takes apart the data and splits it into this sort of back and front back and front end of the back end kind of situation you can it, it would be easier to hand it over to another agency and they can see how the data like you say how the data is kind of constructed and kind of spat out and then how the front end is kind of constructed off the back of that data and something i was going to say earlier as well i i wonder if that's why mark was having an issue with uh, with timber in general is that because i know from our conversation with mark and keith that he, uh, mark does a lot of the back end stuff and keith does a lot of the front end stuff so i wonder if mark was having the issue with getting it to work when really keith would be the one using the kind of more of the timber kind of the html esque side of things and Mark would be doing more of the PHP construction kind of almost what he already knows and just spitting it out to to Timber yeah and if he's used to doing it in the way that's more kind of like intertwined uh, I can see why you look at that and you're like what what is this this is so different than the WordPress I've known for the last you know two three five ten years or whatever and the truth is he's right it is different uh, the use case that he was describing um, was absolutely the place to not use timber um, and part of i think the choice has to go into not just like what do you like as a developer but to recognize the ecosystem that it's going to exist and if what a client has done is hired you to hey i just want a wordpress site because i want to be able to you know download all these things from the plugin store and i want to do all these like other linky link it i want to be able to do all these other linkages with all these other wordpress tools that's not a good use case for timber probably um, it, one of the flaws that I will confess to is that when it comes to integrating with some other popular plugins, um, it doesn't necessarily do that out of the box. It requires a little bit of coordination and code to make that possible. Um, so we've done work, you know, with, uh, advanced custom fields to make sure that integration is perfect because we, we use that as an essential tool and it's such a popular, uh, package out there, but there's other stuff like, um, WooCommerce, for example, where, yeah, it does take a little bit of kind of engineering to make sure that it's all connected. Um, Events Calendar Pro is another one that I've personally banged my head up against. Both of them are much more heavily reliant on that WordPress event architecture, um, which again, we just sort of decided wasn't, uh, might be WordPress friendly, but it wasn't developer friendly. So that's why I've always shied away from it. Yeah, it's interesting you say about the WooCommerce because that came to sprung to mind when we were talking about the integration with plugins with Mark. Um, because the th the the sites that I do have day to day running of, like have custom theme templates that uh, are the WooCommerce templates basically to override those plugin templates. And I wondered how that did work with um, with with Timber. I mean, like if you've got a, a a brand new WordPress install and you have a Timber powered theme and then you install WooCommerce and you want to override the checkout template is that easy to do with Timber or is that as you say you you need to be not banging your head against it but you need to be really working through to uh, integrate them tightly yeah it's possible to do I would say one of the most popular questions that we get on the the Timber stack overflow is hey how do I do this with um, WooCommerce and the truth is I've never built a WooCommerce site. So we've written up some guides and documentation because there are a few little hacks you have to do to kind of set things up to make WooCommerce kind of think that it's operating in a normal environment. Mm -hmm. Once you get that, it tends to work, um, but it requires you know a little more effort. And if, you're, if WooCommerce is the primary driver of a particular project, 
uh, if you're starting with a hack, that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Um, I would say only if it is something that it's like, oh yeah, hey, we built a site and then six months later we found out that WooCommerce was going to be a integration. Okay, then it may- makes sense to kind of go through those steps. But you know, you, I think the a core challenge for any developer is always to choose the the right tool for the job. And uh, I think Timber is great if you are building something where um, you know it's larger scale. You've got uh, a team of backend engineers that might be separate from a team of front-end people who might be more design. It's great if you're thinking, okay, how do we hand this off to a client or another group that isn't as familiar with the innards of WordPress but can look at Twig and generally understand it? Those are great reasons to use Timber. Um, And those are frankly the reasons or the the types of work that my company does. So that's why we built it. You know, it's kind of built in that image. Yeah, I think the the point you're making just previous, it's important that people are like you as an agency you know when timber's the right tool for the job and when you know it's the wrong tool for the job and i think that's perhaps i think that's perhaps the distinction that others aren't always making and so therefore like you'll get maybe the the wordpress site that was delivered by uh the you know the previous agency for the client that mark was now trying to touch and trying to improve and maybe the developers were like, right, well, Timber looks amazing. It's MVC, it's Twig, and it's like, I can do this and this. And it's it doesn't smell like WordPress, like it's a more developer-friendly kind of tool. But actually for the client who then wants to add uh, a plugin for jobs and a plugin for this, like it's not, it doesn't quite fit together the right way. And obviously for a maintainability and extendability for other people, it can be problematic. So I think... Yeah, it's it's just choosing the right projects to use it on, and I think obviously from the sounds of it, you, you you're doing more maybe upscale sites or enterprise level sites that you need the performance on, you need the like that way of working, and they won't just be those clients won't be going to like the plugins and going add new. Oh, I want an events plugin, or I want this, and then falling foul of it. Um, yeah, going going plugin shopping, right? Yeah, because they know that they can just do anything because there's a plugin for that, but it doesn't always work. And yeah, as a, as the the developers and designers, you kind of need to. Everybody needs to keep the clients in check, but yeah, it's not it's obviously not as easy to do it when you're using something like Timber. And also, I think it brings up a question about what the relationship with the client is like. If you are a kind of like a WordPress contractor in the same way that you got a contractor for your bathroom where it's like, oh yeah, come in, put in a sink, clean up your tools and please leave. We'll take it from here. That's one type of relationship. I think the challenge for any developer is to uh, grow to becoming uh, an engineer. And I think with engineering, you need to be thinking about, okay, the thing that I am building, how is it connecting to this overall ecosystem, both in the technical and server sense, you know, system A to system B, but also in the human sense, who is going to be interacting with this? Um, what do they need? What are their challenges? I think often when you encounter people who are kind of like you know the the client that fancies themselves a WordPress plugin shopper, um, your challenge is to help them see how powerful you are 
and what things you can do because it's not just that you know WordPress, you know all these different things and how they fit together. And what you're trying to come up, uh, create for them is a, a larger ecosystem for their business, organization, you know, passion, what have you, um, rather than sort of turning over a uh, bucket to them and saying, great, I built the basics and now you can go plug-in shopping. Um, I, I just don't know many uh, relationships like that that are, are really successful. Mm. And long-term, like long -term. that just doesn't yeah. kind of work, does it? Yeah, it's interesting. You're kind of setting yourself up for a, a smaller smaller type of work there. So anyway, I'm sorry, Ian, go ahead. No, that's all right. It, it's actually the, the synergy, what you're talking about with sort of value-based pricing and how you present yourself as a not just necessarily a developer that can fit some code together and make things work, but actually as an engineer or a consultant that can in, deliver something to a client and give them value is kind of, it's similar to Mark Wilkinson's business partner Keith that we mentioned earlier. He did a pricing, a pricing podcast, but it was kind of based on WordPress, um, and he had some episodes which was talking about how do you kind of move away from like hourly billing, and how do you actually just say to a client, look, you want this, and I can deliver this, but it's going to cost this, and and you move away from just sort of giving somebody stuff that, like, it's a small small um, small part jobs or you know, it sort of bits of development work here or there, and you can kind of improve your value. Which uh, going off on a tangent, but yeah, it's just interesting that that's how you're thinking of things with obviously your agency and um, and you're using Timber when you need to use it, rather than dogmatically every time like the you know the wrong hammer. Totally, and I think the growth of and maturity of our agency happens to kind of align with Timber's own where 10 years ago, or maybe not 10 years ago, but seven years ago, we were doing things that was a little bit more hourly, a little bit more like subcontractor-y. And as we kind of like learned our own process and learned our tools um, and developed them to actually serve what we wanted out in the world, that kind of took us on a journey where, you know, about five or six years ago now, we completely shed um, hourly billing. And now we use kind of our own model that's much more close to the value uh price land um, and it's been at least two or three years since anyone has asked us for hey what's your hourly rate or anything like that I think people understand um, what they're getting when they're in kind of like a value type uh, mind space yeah nice hmm. um, I, I just want to clarify as well though it just um, say you've got a site with timber it doesn't stop you from installing things like WooCommerce it just means that that part that kind of integration with the site won't be able to necessarily use timber or won't be able to take full advantage of it is that right it doesn't prevent you from doing it; it's just harder so you kind of have two frameworks going on correct and that's part of the reason that i always try to position it as not a framework but a library it's something that you can go to and use it's not something that forces you to rejigger your entire code in a different paradigm other times that i've used it you know back when again we were doing more like hourly work I would sometimes install it on top of an existing site that we were taking over. And then I can just kind of slowly build in some pieces that were timber, you know, a little timber over here, a little timber over there, because for my workflow, it was much faster, but I was also confident that it wasn't going to go through and break old stuff. Um, so that's another way of kind of bringing it into the world. Mm. Yeah, of course. That's, that's good to know then. And if people are wanting to try it out and use it, that they don't have to wholesale kind of scrap their existing site or whatever methodology or framework they've they've used to build it in they can install it and 
and start making small improvements here or there and and having everything running at the same time which that that's that's pretty pretty neat i think but it was always like uh, i know i'm gonna show my age here but when i started using jquery what i really loved was you could just start using it in little places and if you knew javascript or i wanted to continue using javascript for a particular thing i could i didn't have to uh rewrite every piece of javascript in the project or or site yeah nice hmm. i'm just um, curious do you do anything with the rest api at all uh statement uh yeah we do and you know you, you kind of mentioned earlier, uh, even when we do WordPress stuff, we don't always use Timber. So we've done quite a few REST API um, based sites, but in the, in that configuration, Timber doesn't make a lot of sense. We go directly to uh, you know something like React or Vue, um, and Timber is not necessary. So part of, I think, the discipline and um, is also not falling so in love with your tools where as the world changes or the needs change, you can look at this and say, yeah, this isn't going to quite fit, and that's fine. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, no, I'm always interested in the um, how how much that's been adopted, uh, especially on the sort of uh, agencies of more than just you know two, three, four, five people. Um, are they using the REST API? Because I, there were, you know it's, it's it's a great thing. It's just I've I've seen it kind of underused at the moment. So I was just uh, curious as to being that I, you know you mentioned that you don't always use Timber for your own projects. Do you have any experience of using that? But that's that's good to know. I um we need to ask more people that Ian I think you know who who's using it even if they are just one developer it's uh it's always an interesting one to get a gauge on how many people are using it. Yeah, and on a note on the note of like the REST API and the future of WordPress and stuff, how how's like the block editor affected? Well, not affected, but how does that work with Timber? Is that uh is that a consideration? Have you had to um make changes to how it works or well when it was first coming out i was like oh man you know this is especially because of the way that kind of wordpress central was pushing it i was like this is gonna be the death now because uh, it's this whole new paradigm right mm. so i downloaded it uh, or a beta version you know a couple of years back and put it in with a timber site and i was shocked that everything worked straight away uh, i literally didn't require one change um to make that work, which is still kind of crazy to me. Um, but the reason is that the block editor is, I think, really pushing a much more um, MVC style way of at least the display end of content. And for that, Timber is totally ready. So when we have built some things with block editor, it's been really easy um, and kind of elegant to match up kind of this like black back end block coding with the front end Timber and Twig piece. Um, so it's actually worked really flawlessly um, in a way that surprised me out of the gate. Nice. I guess it is the block edit is really the back end, how that changes the back end. And effectively, if you've got a timber, a twig view that is just outputting post.content or content or whatever the tag is, all of that block editor um, goodness has been rendered and then being passed as HTML anyway. So it it kind of should work fine and, and as, as it does, yeah. Exactly. That was my experience right out of the gate. That's like post.content remained post.content. So there wasn't a whole lot else there that needed to be fixed, so to speak. But then kind of once you're into more of this, like um, that organizational idea of, okay, I've got a block for this and a block for that, 
with timber you can kind of match that up one for one um, and build upon like different inheritances and stuff like that so also you're not rewriting it uh, or rewriting parts of the same pattern again and again you're able to extend some kind of base like timber block and then keep going into different like variations of it based on you know different um, elements in the block editor maybe different uh, factors of which post or which tag it's under uh, it can really unlock some powerful things mm. talking mm. of pattern um, or patterns do you do a lot of work with because obviously t twig oh, I keep saying obviously not obviously but twig allows you to kind of create very small low-level components of similar design patterns that you might use like a, a cover block or a hero block or something do you use um, I guess pattern libraries with your um, with timber sites that you do for clients so they know that well, not necessarily they know, but developers w w can easily just say, right, I'm going to grab this component and use this, and it's it's this Twig template, and I can reuse it across the site anywhere. There's like a, you know, like a testimonial um, type pattern. Absolutely, uh, pattern libraries are you know another kind of thing that um, my company has has long sort of like um, believed in, going back to like years and years ago. Um, my digression here is before I did anything with kind of WordPress or stuff like that, I worked at newspapers, specifically in the design departments. And newspaper design is something that is heavily reliant on design systems because you can't, if you're trying to put out literally hundreds of pages per day, you can't make that stuff up on the fly. You need to have a really good underlying design system that you can plug in to build not just the front page, but the sports page or page six that's showing, you know, the standings and the scores. Um, so that system approach uh, is kind of where I learned design through editorial and magazine and newspaper systems. That's where my partners came from. So when we were building Upstatement and thinking about the work that we were taking on, we found ourselves uh, a great fit for some of these things that were more systems-based. It isn't just about what the website looks like one day. We're trying to create a system that's more long-term, something that provides to a client the tools they need um, to maintain create variations, create elements or things years into the future. So in some way, what we were talking about earlier, we're being aware of kind of the client needs on the kind of WordPress end. I think that fits right into this, where we're trying to think years ahead about like, okay, what are some of the system things that people need to do? Um, so in that way, Twig, it isn't just about like Timber works with that. It's almost like Timber was designed for that. Um, the first project that, I, that we built it for was this really complicated website builder um, that we were commissioned to make um, by Random House, which is the world's largest book publisher, Penguin Random House now. So their challenge was they are literally launching thousands of titles per week, and they wanted to give their authors websites. Um, the way that they used to do this was they would literally give their authors a list of freelancers in the New York City area and say, you should call one of these people and have them build you a website. Wow. Um, and they realized how inefficient that was. So they hired us to build them a piece of software that would let them easily generate these WordPress sites um, and take what used to be a process that took about two or three weeks down to maybe 10 minutes or so, because what they could do is go through and download all the data that Random House had stored on them, you know, their author bio, their photo, all their books, you know, if they had um, book signings or other events. Uh, and then the design system piece factored in because 
what they wanted was not one website that always looked the same for a mystery author or a children's author, but a system that they could employ. So they could have the same underlying code, the same underlying logic driving the mystery author site as the children's author site. But of course, um, they didn't want to just have like, okay, we've got five different templates for five different genres. The two children's authors, well, they didn't want their site to look the same as the last guy, right? So what we did is we created this giant like CSS system that allowed a mix of different color schemes, typography, spacing, um, kind of like patterns, different like emphasis, um, and mix that all to allowed people to mix that all together. The challenge was WordPress did not work with that at all. Um, it was very difficult to be able to sub in different elements of templates. So that was the genesis for Timber in the first place, was us recognizing that, wait a second, we needed WordPress to do something that it really wasn't meant for. Um, so we needed to create this in-between layer. Um, so the longest answer I'll give today probably, but in terms of pattern libraries and design systems, it isn't just that WordPress or Timber will play nicely with them. That is the fundamental idea. It is a systematic idea when you are building something that either has larger scale needs or longer sort of permutations that you might not be able to imagine when it is first launched, that is when to use Timber. And I think that's where the experience that Mark had was so different. He was, I think, as I recall, looking at something that was much more of a kind of single purpose site that they already knew, relatively small, and in that case, Timber might not have been uh, the right choice for for something like that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, no, thanks for that. That's that's definitely a, a good um, background of why and when to use the pattern library system because it's 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 for a, a certain scale of site and it's something that you can you'll be thanking your past self for um, when you get to it in the in the future. Or kicking yourself for like if you're just making a quick like site for a local restaurant and they have a giant pattern library, it's like what are you doing, man? You're spending, yeah. you're making your life so hard. All they need is a a you know, uh, here are our hours, here's the number for takeout, and here's the menu. Don't kill yourself, right? Yeah, it's again the right tool for the right job. Yeah. Mm. Are you still working day to day on it, or have you got other people, or has it got a big community of? developers um i am working on it day to day but only because of the community uh we've got several fantastic uh developers uh, a quick shout out right now to lucas in switzerland and kobe out on the west coast in washington state here um they do phenomenal work and they are the ones who are kind of principally moving the code forward as we kind of are about to launch a version two in the next few months um, and I am doing my best to keep up with all of the various kind of problems that people have, you know, bug reports, triage and stuff. Um, but it works because it's a, an ecosystem. And these guys who I mentioned know much more about the innards of PHP and, you know, best architectural decisions than I do today. Uh, I'm good at going on podcasts like this, uh, occasionally writing a blog post or two, uh, making sure that we're, you know, keeping up and releasing the newest versions and, uh, staying compatible with, you know, WordPress 5.3 or 5.4 or anything else that's coming. Um, so that's my kind of principal role on the project right now. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great to have the developers around the world working as part of the ecosystem that has kind of sprung up from your own your own project. I mean, that's, that's awesome, isn't it? When people are committing code and pushing code that fixes stuff like it's a mini WordPress scale kind of thing. 
Yeah, it is so cool. And in addition to, to those guys, there's, I think, about 200 contributors overall who have made some sort of change to Timber over the last several years. Um, yeah, people are using it. And, and like Adam, who you mentioned earlier, other people are building things on top of it, their own tools that are helping them. And it's, it's so cool to see it kind of like integrated as a layer into the, the WordPress ecosystem. Mm. I'm just having a look through your change log now and um, looking back through the last sort of 10 or so kind of releases it's uh, you know thanks to this person thanks to that person and you know pull requests and so on um, which is really great it's, it's the sign of uh, you know a, a community kind of project you know and people that involved from a community it's really nice and a mature one at that as well because it's obviously been around for a long time and yeah having having more people more hands uh, definitely are improving it yeah, there's no way if it was just a thing that I was doing in a closet, um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be here today. Um, but getting those contributions, getting insights, uh, I've learned so much. Um, it is one of those things that has made me uh, a better developer and engineer. I never would be uh, as good as I am um, today if not learning from all the contributions, all the arguments sometimes, all the things that people have pointed out in terms of like, hey, you're doing it wrong. Uh, it's been a really um, overall productive and healthy community mm. nice yeah great. i don't think i've got any any other questions i mean i think you've you've been yeah given some great answers and i think it's good to have the other side of um of the the argument but but again it, it's uh yeah i don't it's not really um it's not really a you must use it or you mustn't use it it it's a grey area, isn't it? In like we've just we've been saying, you've got to you've got to pick the right tool for the job. Um, Jack, are you have you got anything else that we want to ask? Or no, not really. I, I think I'm just looking at your um, your page on Upstatement. I think the only thing I'd say is that you've got a who is it for, but off the back the back of this kind of conversation, it might be useful to have a who is this not for uh, section as well. Um, just just so that people aren't. Uh, like Mark or something getting confused or or having difficulty um, trying to get started with it because then they know right off the bat this probably won't work for the project I'm looking at you know um, but yeah it's just just a thought it's your thing I'll leave that no, to you I hear, I hear you <laughs> all right no I, I totally agree because I, I don't want the experience for people to be oh they tried it on the wrong thing and then they're they're cursing me um, we want people to find the right thing. And sometimes that right thing is going to be, you know, something more like Genesis, who knows, um, mm. uh, taking a, um, much more relaxed approach as opposed to trying to get everyone in the world to use your thing, because, uh, that's not what, uh, life's about. Yeah. I think you're probably inadvertently, uh, sort of a victim of your own success in the sense that because Timber and Twig are moderny. I'm going to use quotes again, modern development tools and PHP tools that, you know, a lot of developers have probably flocked to Timber because it's not WordPress. Like I said earlier, it doesn't smell like WordPress. It's much more developer friendly. And then they're using it every project. And then it it has that impact on the client. And we touched on that with Mark. Like, should we be thinking about delivering the client the best site but the best site means the best for them right now and it means the best for them later. Like we, we can't be giving them something that only us as a developer know and when we disappear and they've got get somebody else, it costs them double the price because they have to rewrite it in something that that net new team or agency knows. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a wider argument, I guess, or a wider discussion. 
about sustainability and maintainability. And I think also an interesting one about, frankly, why WordPress is still such a valuable tool. A lot of developers curse the name WordPress, honestly, for reasons I don't fully understand. And I think they are looking at it strictly from sort of a like WordPress's code. Mm. Um, well, WordPress's code is old. It Matt started it in like 2003, I think. There are a lot of weird parts, um, but here's the thing. It works really, really well. Um, there is a way that they have done such a great job at sort of the user experience. And I'm here, I'm talking about the end user, you know, the person who is signing in to manage their, their website. And I hear a lot of developers today and they're trying to get into these um, uh, remote, uh, what do you call it, headless CMSs, you know, that are hosted and they are, um, they might be more developer friendly, but then users see them and they're like, well, wait a second, where's my posts? Where's my you know, yeah. about section? Things that they are really used to and comfortable with. Um, and as a developer, again, you have to kind of be thinking, not just what is going to be easiest for me, what's gonna give me the best kind of like data structure, but what's the end user, what do they need? Um, and making sure that your solution fits into that. Yeah, exactly. That's such a good point. Um, yeah, well, I think, I think we should probably wrap it up. I think it's been it's been really nice to have you on. Really nice to meet you, um, and thanks for coming on. And yeah, I'm. I hope that's kind of I don't know satisfied some pitchforks that might have been out listening to us after the the initial episode. Oh, um, but yeah, no. I'd say yeah, the pitchforks no, have passed. Yeah, and besides, those were for Mark, not for you guys. So <laughs> we're always good. Yeah, we'll throw Mark under the yeah, bus. We'll it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Mark. No, yeah. Um, no, I really appreciate uh, the conversation and, you know, the, the podcast that you guys are doing, being able to, to think of these things, then kind of, you know, think a little outside and, and what are the things that we're really talking about. And I think this conversation, it wasn't so much about timber. Um, it's more about the, the right tool for the right job. And I think that's, um, you know, one day Mark and I will meet and that's what we'll be talking about. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Well, yeah, great to talk to you guys under the current situation that we find ourselves in. Um, we will hopefully be back in a couple of weeks with another episode, Jack. I think. And yeah, well, I say hopefully. It's it's not like it's not that that's at risk at the moment. We're still fine at home. Um, and yeah, I guess as always, thanks for listening. And if anybody would like to leave us a review, they can go to pressingmatters.fm/review. And yeah, nice chatting to you guys. Yeah, and to you, and to you both. Stay safe, stay well. Thanks so much, Jack. Thanks so much, Ian. Yeah, cheers, Jared. Cheers, Jack. Thanks.